We're going to be in Ephesians tonight. Ephesians, if you want to follow along. Chapter 2. We're getting into a new book for those of you who are following along with reading through the New Testament in a year. Uh, we have concluded Romans. We're working our way right on through. Uh, and we are about to start Ephesians. Short little book, so you'll have it finished up in a week. But I was going to give kind of an introduction to uh, Ephesians tonight, but then there were some verses in chapter 2 that just, boy, I liked them when I read them. I think there's some good stuff for us. So we just going to look at chapter 2, verses 1 through Five here tonight. <coughs> Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler who exercises authority over the lower heavens, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love that He had for us, made us alive with the Messiah even though we were dead in trespasses. You were saved by grace. Let's pray. Father God, as we look at these verses tonight, help us to see what's going on here, dear Lord. Help us to see just how bad off we were, dear Lord, in our sins and just how blessed we are in forgiveness, dear Lord. And I pray that you help us to see that in our reading of your word tonight. And I pray, God, that that has an impact on our life, that that changes how we treat others, dear Lord, how we act, how we live for you, dear Lord. So let us see these things in your word tonight, God, and let them recall to our mind and our life, God, what we came from as sinners and what you have made us into as a new creation, dear Lord. And I pray that you just let Jesus be glorified in this building tonight. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Now, Ephesians as a whole is a very encouraging book, I think. It's a lot of encouragement there. There's a lot of good reminders there about the Christian being sealed with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Paul really lifts up Jesus Christ and draws the people back to Jesus Christ, as any good preacher or teacher should always do. And the book of Ephesians is very encouraging. There's also some good advice for us as Christians at the end of the book on how to be prepared uh, uh, to take on uh, the enemy who may come against us. We see that enemy here in these verses tonight being talked about. But in these five verses, uh, Paul points out a couple of things that are crucial for us to realize. In these few verses, he points out uh, just the horror of sin, but then he points out the, 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 the joy that comes along with grace. One of the, the hardest things in the Bible, one of the most scary things as the Bible, is that we are dead in our sin. That's what Paul begins to talk about in these verses that we looked at tonight. Apart from Jesus Christ, before accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are dead to sin. We are, we are living in our sinfulness and we can't, we can't see the light. We don't realize just how bad off we are. We don't realize just how bad of a shape we are in. We are dead in our trespasses. There is no hope for us. Everything is hope, hopeless. 
Now we see that in our world today. We see a world today that there are a lot of people that are hopeless because they don't understand the darkness that they are in. They don't understand that they are currently dead in their trespasses. They don't understand that they are currently living in sin. Now, we say those words, but we don't talk about just the world outside of these walls. We're also talking about ourselves here. Because before we came to Jesus Christ, if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you were the ones that Paul was talking about here. All of us in this room who have put our faith in Jesus Christ, we used to be dead in our trespasses. We used to be living in a life of disobedience and sin. And Paul points out two important things here. One, that apart from Christ, we are, we are dead in our trespasses and our sinfulness. But also, boy, how great is God's mercy that through Jesus Christ we can be forgiven of our trespasses and forgiven of our sinfulness. Right here in just a few short verses, he goes from the worst of the worst, that is our sinfulness, to the best of the best, that is God's grace that He gives to us. Now we need to remember both of those things. We need to remember where we have come from and we need to remember who we are. Because those two things should have an impact and should determine, it should affect how we live our life. We need to remember where we have come from. Why do we need to remember where we have come from? So that we won't be so quick to write off others. You know, those who we see doing those sinful things, those who are living in their sin, those who are oftentimes doing the very same things that we used to do. But it's different for us, right? Because we're changed now. And now that we're changed and we're a new person in Christ, we can go ahead and jump on those people because they need to do better. Well, perhaps if we took a second and remembered where we come from, we may not be so quick to jump on other people. Now that's something that God works on me with a lot and, and, and not always, but, but, but oftentimes He helps me to bite my tongue or maybe not say the thing that I want to say. Now there are plenty of times that I do. He's still working on me. But I see these young kids go down the road in the middle of the night with their loud pipes and their music and sometimes I want to complain, but a lot of times at night I lay in the bed and I say, well, now I know what it feels like, I guess, because I used to do the same thing. And so a lot of times, not always, not enough as much as I should, but a lot of times I find myself biting my tongue because I say, you know what, I used to be that way. I used to have an attitude like that. I used to use foul language like that. I used to act this way and act that way. And so knowing that we have come from a sinful background, and we are still all sinners, by the way, but we are sinners saved by grace. And so knowing where we've come from and what we've been saved from and knowing that we too were once sinners living in darkness, perhaps being reminded of that should help us to maybe be a little more patient with those that we encounter. To be a little more gentle with those that we encounter. It's not that we are saying that what they are doing is okay or that we're sweeping their sinfulness under the rug. But perhaps we need to we need to be a little more careful in how we treat others, knowing that we too were once sinners. But we also need to be reminded that we are sinners saved by grace. Not only should our, our past, knowing where we have come from, humble us and cause us to treat people in a different way, 
but also the grace that we have been saved by should cause us to treat people in a different way. That is those times that we are tempted to jump on people and yell at people for things that they do to us or say to us or whatever the situation may be. Perhaps we need to remember the grace that we have been given. Perhaps we need to give a little grace. After all, isn't that what God has done for us? Isn't that what God calls us to do? There's a story in the Bible. Some of you may have read it. If not, it's a great story. You need to go check it out. I don't, I don't know the chapter or verses it is. I can look it up and tell you, though. Uh, but it's a story about uh, Jesus is telling a parable about a slave who owed his master some money, and he begged and pleaded that the master would forgive his debt, and the master said, everything is forgiven. I'm wiping away everything you owe. It's all done. And do you know what the slave did? The slave went and found one who owed him money and began to attack him and began to tell him he needed to pay every last penny to him. Well, word got back to the master and of what had taken place and this one who had been forgiven all his debts had to suffer the consequences. It's easy for us to be like that. We may not want to admit it, but perhaps we are sometimes like that slave who has been forgiven much but is not very quick to forgive others. We have received much grace, but we don't want to be quick to give grace. We want to forget about our past, which is good for us to do in some sense, but never to the point that it causes us to be so quick to judge others and say, no grace for you. You've had your chance. You've had your chance. I've seen the way you've acted. I've seen it time and time again, therefore I'm done with you. Now, it's natural for us to have that attitude. It's natural for me to have that attitude. It's natural for us as human beings to have that attitude, but it's not natural for us as Christians to have that attitude. Because what God calls us to is to give grace. But God doesn't call us to something that He's not already shown out to us through His Son, Jesus Christ. How many times has God forgiven you? What if God would have given up on you because you continued in this sin or that sin and doing this thing and that thing? What if God would have said, I'm done with you. You've had enough chances. You're dead to your sin and you need to stop and I'm done with you. Well, praise God that God is very patient. That God puts up with a lot. If He didn't, I wouldn't be here today. He would have struck me down many years ago. And isn't it good that God still puts up with a lot? Because even for those of us who are in Christ, sometimes we continue to sin. Sometimes we are doing things we know we shouldn't do, acting in a way we know we shouldn't act, thinking things we know we shouldn't think. What if God were to drop the hammer on you tonight and say, you know what, your grace is done. I've given you all I'm going to give you. That's a scary thought. We say, well, I don't want God to do that to me. Praise God that... As we see in Ephesians, He's sealed us with the Holy Spirit. He's put a down payment on us. We are His, and His grace has been poured out on us as we see in these verses tonight. We have received His mercy. So next time that we may want to be so quick to jump on someone else, let us stop and think for a second. What if God stopped giving me the grace that I don't deserve? No, it's not that the people we encounter, it's not that they necessarily deserve grace or mercy. After all, that's what grace is. It's something that we don't deserve. 
We have received freely because God loved us enough to give us grace. He brought us from our dead sinfulness that we were living in. He brought us from our trespasses, not because we deserved it, but because He loved us. And that's what we are called to do. When we see people who are living in sin, we go to them and we show them mercy and we show them grace because we love them. Not because we love their sin, not because we say their sin is okay, but we want to tell them a better way. We want to tell them the only way, that is Jesus Christ. We want them to see the light. They're living in darkness. They don't know. That's why God calls us, you and me, to go tell them. How can people know they're living in sin if we don't tell them they're living in sin? Now be careful. Do it in love. Try to show them love and, and the way the Holy Spirit leads you to. Always be in deep prayer before uh, you, you go into a situation like that. But try to show some mercy and some grace to those that we encounter. Let us remember where we've come from, but let us remember where we are now. If we are in Christ Jesus, we are walking in grace. Let us show that grace to a world that needs to see it. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight. I thank you for these words. I pray that you just would... Help us to be a little more patient maybe with those that we encounter. God, it's hard. It's hard sometimes. But God, help us to be reminded that, that we too were once sinners living in our sin, dear Lord, apart from Jesus Christ. And maybe there are some in this room tonight that are still apart from Jesus Christ, that are still living in their sin, that are still dead in their trespasses, dear Lord. I pray that tonight that the Holy Spirit would touch their heart, that tonight, God, that they would give their life to Jesus Christ that they would receive that mercy and that grace that you so desperately want to give to them through Jesus Christ and His death on the cross, God. So I pray that you help us to remember how much we've been given, to remember how much love and mercy you've shown to us, and to be, be willing to show that same love and mercy to those that we encounter into the world. God, help us when it's hard. God, give us the strength when it's, when it's difficult. God, give us the, the ability to keep our mouth shut when we need to keep our mouth shut, but open it in love when we need to open it, dear Lord, so that you may be glorified and lost souls may come to Jesus Christ and be saved. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.